Well, welcome everyone to our Sunday service. The service this morning is based around the account of Jesus calming the storm on the Sea of Galilee. So I'm going to start with some words from Psalm 107. It's a psalm that gives thanks for the different ways in which God rescues those who cry out to him. And this is taken from a section about some sailors caught in a storm. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. Let us give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Jesus disciples were terrified in in the boat as it was tossed about uh, by the storm. I was wondering, how do you feel your boat is this morning? Are you, like those disciples, tossed about by the waves, terrified at what might befall you? Are you just facing headwinds um, that, that constantly seem to prevent you from getting where you want to go? Are you waiting becalmed in the middle of a lake? Or are you one of those fortunate people scudding along before the wind, exhilarated about where life is taking you? Whatever your experience this morning, Jesus wants the best for us. And the best is, wherever we feel we are, walking with him, trusting him in every aspect of our lives. In today's um, passage, we'll see that Jesus' disciples were really learning about who Jesus was time and again. They failed him, and yet ultimately they turned back to him in faith. And we share that same fallibility. So let's turn back to him in repentance as we confess our sins together in the words of this confession. After each section, please respond with the words, Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus Christ, we confess we have failed you, as did your first disciples, We ask for your mercy and your help. Our selfishness betrays you. Lord, forgive us. Christ, have mercy. We fail to share the pain of your suffering. Lord, forgive us. Christ, have mercy. We run away from those who abuse you. Lord, forgive us. Christ, have mercy. We are afraid of being known to belong to you. Lord, forgive us. Christ, have mercy. May the God of all healing and forgiveness draw us to himself and cleanse us from all our sins that we may behold the glory of his Son, the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let's hear the story then and then we'll hear um, Susan's insights into the passage. So Dillis is going to come and read to us. The reading is taken from Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. 
Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Morning, everyone, or afternoon or evening, if you're watching later on. About 20 years ago, we went um, with some good friends on holiday to Ireland, and to get there, we had to go on the ferry across the Irish Sea. The journey across started quite well, and all were jovial, looking forward to the trip. Some were sitting in the posher dining area, which was beautifully laid up with um, china and you know all the nice dinery stuff, separated off from the rest of us. And the rest of us had a coffee bar and a fast food hatch to, uh, to buy from. And before long, the boat became a little bit rocky, swaying from side to side. At this point, some of the group, and obviously others on the boat as well, became quite pale and quiet, rather green around the gills, I would say. And at this point, some of our group, well, my one friend hastily made her way to the toilet cubicles, and there she remained for the rest of the crossing. And the less about, said about that, the better. But let's just say on the way back, she didn't even bother going to the main bit. She just locked herself in the cubicle in anticipation. So this wind picked up and the gentle rocking became quite turbulent. And if anyone stood up, you sort of lurched across the floor. And these beautifully laid dining tables were rapidly being emptied as the crockery was literally being thrown across off the tables, clattering onto the floor. And there was this sense of kind of alarm and apprehension. And then, thankfully, a huge relief when it all quietened down and we made it to the other side. And that hadn't, obviously, been a very pleasant couple of hours But for me, I only felt a bit sick. I hadn't been frightened for my life. We were contained in a ferry. It wasn't like this fishing boat that we heard about where the water was piling in. I hadn't felt fear for my life or anything like that. However, had I been in this open fishing boat, I think I'd be in a much, much worse state. The story that we heard this morning was from the Sea of Galilee. And the Sea of Galilee is surrounded by hills making it sort of bowl-shaped. And winds blowing across the land are made stronger by the sea, often causing violent and sudden storms. Now, some of the disciples, as we know, were experienced fishermen who had spent their lives fishing on this huge lake. But during this storm, they were terrified. Added to their fear, Jesus was asleep, seemingly unaware and unconcerned about what was going on. So they woke him, saying, 
Don't you care if we drown? Jesus got up and rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. The wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. This event points to God's presence and power right there in that fishing boat. The Psalms speak several times of the creator God who rules the raging of the sea, telling its rough and threatening waves to quieten down. Psalm 65 verse 7 says, Who stilled the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves? And the turmoil of the nations. Psalm 89, verse 9 says, You rule over the surging sea. When its waves mount up, you still them. Jesus, calming the storm, directly pointed to him being God. Tom Wright, in his commentary, writes that apart from the fishermen, Jews were not seafaring people. The sea for them came to symbolise the dark power of evil, threatening to destroy God's good creation, God's people, God's purposes. In books like Daniel, the sea is where monsters come from. So when Jesus rescues the disciples from a storm, we are witnessing something which says in concrete terms what the parables earlier in the chapter, which Bobby spoke to us about last week, They were saying in picture language, God's sovereign power is being unleashed. God's kingdom is at hand. It isn't what people thought it would be, but this is the real thing. It's the same power that made the world in the first place. And this power is now living in Jesus and acting through him. Something we can be certain of in this life, is that we will face stormy times, times that are difficult. God never promises us an easy life. The Bible is full of tricky times. The news is full of people facing hardships. Between us, we have many life stories to tell. Christians are not exempt from difficult times. In fact, following Jesus can bring more hardships in this life, especially extreme for some believers around the world facing persecution. We may go through all sorts of struggles, whether at home, work, school, church, in relationships, our health, bereavement, circumstances, finances, all sorts of things. And of course, then there's COVID. You've probably heard the saying over the last year or so, in this pandemic, we're not all in the same boat as some suggested at the start, but that we're all in different boats in the same storm. Across the world, we've all been affected in many different ways, to different degrees, either directly by COVID or more indirectly by its effects. 
And we're all going to feel its effects for quite some time to come. We're going to need time to build, to heal, to restore. Whenever our own storms come, anxiety may rise. And just as the disciples did, we may be tempted to think Jesus doesn't care, is unaware, unconcerned or even powerless to help. He was asleep in the boat. The disciples cried out to Jesus. And it's fine for us to cry out for his help too and to question. When the storms come, we can cry out to God. He can take it. We can cry out to him for each other as well, and I'm sure we have been recently. We need each other's prayers, understanding and support. We don't need to keep a stiff upper lip or to stuff our feelings down. We don't have to say we're fine if we're not. We can be real with God and with trusted friends, expressing our struggles, fears and disappointments, our doubts, anxieties and anger. We all have these emotions, and being honest about them helps us to get them out into the open and to begin to let God help us deal with them. Jesus answered the disciples' cries for help. He calmed the storm, demonstrating that he is God, the Lord of all. He answers our cries too, not always instantly, though sometimes. Not always as we expect or hoped, but sometimes. But he does promise to be always with us in it all. And sometimes he uses tricky times to shape us and to draw us closer to him. His presence with us can make all the difference as we come to know him as Lord of all. Learn to trust him in deeper ways and as we turn to him for strength and peace. None of this is easy. Please don't think I'm saying that it is. What we're seeking to do is to put our trust in the one who created all things, who can calm the sea, who went through the storms himself in this world, including rejection and his death on the cross. And we have a certain hope. There will be a day when the storms of this world will cease and we will be at our destination in heaven with him where there will be no more tears, sorrow, death, crying or pain where we will enjoy his presence and his glory forever. I know of people and I'm sure you do too who walk away from faith because life becomes too hard to believe that Jesus is really there. It's very sad to see. I guess a question for us today is, do we need Jesus to calm our storm before we can put our trust in him? Or can we trust him in the storm? In Psalm 46 it says, God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in times of trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. 
he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Let's pray for his strength and his peace in these stormy times, that our faith will hold firm. Let's pray for the ability to encourage and support one another as we each go through the storms. And let's pray that we can show God's love to others who don't yet know him as they face the storms in their lives, that they may even be drawn to ask about Jesus as the disciples did. Who is this man? Amen. Lord God, we come to you to pray for our storm-tossed world, seeking your peace and asking you to reveal yourself as our saving, loving and all-powerful God. Loving Father, we thank you for the times that we have known your love and been aware of your presence. Thank you that each person that you have made, that you have created, matters to you. On this Father's Day, we pray for fathers across the world with all their fears and failings, their hopes and their heartbreaks. And we ask that you would be their guide. Give them wisdom and courage and peace. Help them to love their offspring as you love them and to find strength and help in you. And we pray for those growing up with little or no contact with their fathers for whatever reason. And we pray that they would come to know you as their perfect Heavenly Father. Bring healing and peace to those struggling in difficult family situations. And help us all to obey the biblical commands to provide for, to protect and to uphold the widow, the fatherless and the poor. Father, we thank you for Jesus, our teacher and our shepherd. And with ordinations taking place in Birmingham on Saturday, we pray for Matt and Chris already working as curates in their assigned parishes and for Emily as she moves to be the curate in Knoll. We thank you for these people and for others that you have called from Christchurch to serve you in ordained ministries. May Matt and Chris and and Emily know your leading and guiding and your love as they seek to teach and serve and shepherd and love others. We pray that on Saturday they would know your touch and your pleasure. And as we think of those ordained, we lift Ben, our new vicar-to-be, and his wife Jess to you. We pray that you would help them to finish well where they are, Give them rest and restoration as they take holiday and strengthen and prepare them for what you have for them here at Christchurch. And we pray that you would be preparing us too. Thank you for all that have served and helped and taught and led at Christchurch over the last two years, especially during this pandemic. Thank you for those who have learnt new skills or served in new ways. 
And Father, we particularly thank you for our pastoral care team and pray that you would sustain them as they bring help and comfort to others. Help us all to serve you and to do those good works that you have prepared in advance for us. Help us to grow in faith and to see your power at work in us and through us. So let's take a moment to lift to God silently the names of anyone in our congregation or whom we know who needs to experience the loving, healing and saving hand of God today. Father, you know the needs and the names of each person that we have lifted before you and we pray that you might be at work. Looking further afield, Creator God, we thank you for all that you have made, for the joy and glimpses of you we find in nature's beauty, for the variety of all you have provided through the world's resources. Help us to tread lightly and use wisely. Help us to value the needs of others and the protection of creation above our own desires. Challenge us where we need to change our lifestyles. Convict us when we need to speak out on behalf of voiceless people or when we need to stand against those who abuse your world. We pray for you to raise up a generation of leaders with the courage to take responsibility for our changing climate and for the part we have played in it. And Father, we pray for politicians and leaders across the world, particularly in this time of pandemic. Cause them to act in the best interests of all nations and all people. And we particularly pray for the nation of Brazil and the situation there with 500,000 deaths announced this morning. Father, we ask for leaders who will be willing to act justly so that good, not evil, is done across the world and so that all people will be able to receive the vaccines and treatments that they need. Give the leaders of the richer nations mercy, compassion, generosity, and a willingness to share vaccines and support delivery in countries that need it. We pray for wise decisions to be made regarding what is safe to do or not do, And we pray for those struggling in different ways with the consequences of the pandemic. We are reminded that maybe we are not as much in control of our lives as we thought we were. Help us to turn to you to seek your grace and peace. I heard this morning that today is Refugee Sunday. So let's pray for those displaced due to war, famine, fear, persecution, or for whatever reason. We pray that they might find refuge and always be treated with humanity. We pray for the United Nations and organisations seeking to influence the world for good and to um, hold nations to account. And we particularly think of the United Nations remarks about uh, the provision of arms to Myanmar um, in the news at the moment. Father, we pray for, for greater wisdom and, and honesty and sense among our, uh, the leaders of our world.
And so we thank you, God, most holy, for hearing our prayers. All these things we ask of you in the name of Christ Jesus, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you, Bobby. There is indeed a lot to weep about in this this world. Let me end with this prayer. In darkness and in light, in trouble and in joy, in stormy waters and calm, help us, Heavenly Father, to trust your love, to serve your purpose and to praise your name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.